Welcome to the Mom Worthy Podcast. This is Brittany. This is Sam. Grab your coffee or your wine and come hang out with us. Hey, mamas. So if you're on Patreon, you probably heard the two-part episode about growing up Amish Mm -hmm. with the amazing woman Lizzie that we talked to. Yes. And she, at, toward the end of that episode on Patreon, talked about like where she's at today. Yeah. And she is a coach, um, like a health coach. Yep. And she wanted to share more with our audience, so we invited her to come back on to share on the podcast with you guys. Yes. And, like, we're not big on diet fads or anything like that whatsoever. We're more, like, live a healthy life day to day, make healthy choices, be aware that what you put in or on your body has an effect on you. And so we wanted to talk with her first, make sure she was in line with that. And she absolutely is. Like, yeah. her business is called Undiet Yourself. She's like, the fad diets are not giving you all the nutrients that you need. So let me coach you on undieting yourself, realizing that carbs, when you know eaten correctly, are a really good thing, yeah. right? Um, we can't just only eat meat or you know whatever the fad diet is. Like she talked about doing weird detoxes where she drank like lemon, cayenne oh, yeah. pepper water for a week, and what that does to your body. And yeah, not you know? good. It's yeah. not good. So you know we we in the conversation we just talk about really what you should be doing, what you shouldn't be doing on like a high level. And it's all really, really good information. Um, but, you know, she's also there for you as a resource if you want to kind of get more one-on-one with her. Mm-hmm. And she's amazing. Oh, she, she is, is so sweet. She's so great. You can, like she says toward the end, you can DM her on Instagram if you have questions for her, yeah. want to chat with her. We really loved having her on. Um, and if you aren't on Patreon yet, oh you've got to go listen to her story because it's so interesting how she grew up. Amish, like completely like the most extreme level of Amish yes. that you can be. It was interesting to hear about her diet in the Amish too. Yes. So where, where it was and where she's at today is just very interesting how she got to where she's at. I know. And there's so many other you know, stories on Patreon. It's not just about going for hers, but I, you know, I think it's definitely worth a listen for sure. For sure. For sure. So here's our conversation with Lizzie. So I know you talked, it's like undiet yourself is a a saying that you have. Like I've heard this, but like, I don't know much about the diet world. I'm going to be honest. You know, I'm curious, like to go back to how you got into this, because we talked a little about it a little bit on Patreon. Yeah. But Mm -hmm. like, so I'm assuming, like, we talked about how the Amish, we, we assumed that the Amish were very healthy. Yes. And yeah. Probably ate very well because they grow their own food and make their own food. But surprisingly enough, you said that that's not true. They're not very healthy. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Sugars and stuff that they use and the butters. Sugars. Um, and even in general, like, butter is not terrible if you use it right. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're not, like, lactose intolerant or have a dairy insensitive is actually a really good fat to to use but it's how you use it if you're frying things and putting it in everything I mean we had the best butter ever because we made it ourselves Mm -hmm. so it's a lot of fried foods and then all the sugars and everything lots of flour and sugar and you know all that fun stuff what was it when you left the Amish and started eating food, like regular food out in restaurants and stuff? Oh my God. (laughs) So a little backstory on that. I, I used to, so I grew up cooking. So cooking was everything. We we didn't uh, made every, most of the things from scratch. Uh, We had some stuff from 
from boxes like cornflakes and and Cheerios and I still have a love for cereal that's why I can't have it in the house um <laughs> but going to a restaurant wasn't something we did so I uh when I when I left I got introduced to like drive through food and lean cuisines that are pre-made, like yeah. sticking the microwave. And I'm like, why am I cooking? I can do this. <laughs> so, easy. so yeah. So for a few years I did that. And all of a sudden I realized that 15 pounds later, this isn't, something's not right. Um, and it just kind of like transpired from there. Um, it took me a few years. We're always evolving always learning um, and our bodies are always changing. So we have to learn with it. But I think going through all of that from the way that I grew up, how we ate, how we cooked, going to, okay, let's microwave everything. Um, let's get high sodium pre-cooked meals. Let's go to the drive-through. That's just easy. Let me just go to Burger King because I don't have to cook if I do that. And then seeing kind of like the results of that and what happens when when you all of a sudden start introducing all of that processed food that's to your so life. Because you're saying that's easy. Whereas the Amish, you said, anything that makes your life easy is not allowed. So you went <laughs> totally <laughs> I went like polar, I polarized yep. everything and went completely yep. the other direction. And it makes um, sense because you don't know. You didn't know that this food was bad. You know, yeah. like how, no. how would you have known at that point? Yeah. Almost would wouldn't have yeah. yeah because there's just no way like we don't get taught any of those things um interestingly enough I remember um when I was at home and um exercise wasn't part of our like oh hey let's go for a walk or run or anything like that because we worked all the time but I always had this desire to just be like hey I just went for a morning walk I have no idea where that came from i just know that that was in me at that time where i'm like i think i want to go for a walk but it wasn't like one of those things that we did hmm. because you know we didn't live a sedentary lifestyle because we worked um but um i feel like it was kind of like ingrained in me back then already your passion your natural love for being yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. my natural love, my natural truth, what I really wanted to do. So once you realized after a few years that processed foods and everything wasn't for you, how did you start researching? Yeah. So I gained like 15 pounds or so. And um, well, when I, when I was at home, I, I have a twin sister. I think I talked about that before. And I was always the bigger one. So whether we know it or not, when things like that happen, I got bullied for it. Um, I wasn't obese, but I was heavier. So I, I get bullied for it from my, one of my older siblings. Um, and it had nothing to do with me. It had everything to do with how she felt about herself, but that's another story. Um, but when that happened to me, I started to develop this unhealthy relationship about myself and about food and my, I would say that my um, relationship with food, I didn't have a, an eating disorder, maybe, maybe a little bit, but I wasn't bulimia, I wasn't anorexia or anything like that, but I developed this unhealthy relationship with my body and my food, 
the food that I was eating. And I was like, I'm going to prove that I can lose the weight and I'm going to prove that I can be smaller than my twin. So I would just eat less. I would just eat. I didn't starve myself, but I would always eat less and work harder so that I, you know, would lose the weight. And I, you know, I proved that I could do it because all of a sudden I weighed like two or three pounds less than my twin. And it was like in your face kind of thing. So that I a hundred percent believe that that is where my journey started, but not in a healthy manner. And that's something that a lot of people, it happens to a lot of people. Like if you're not raised in a healthy way about what is actually healthy for you and you have these things that happen to you, whether you got bullied or someone, you know, said you're fat or whatever it is. Um, we developed this unhealthy relationship with our body and our mind and how we think about ourselves and then how we look at food, you know, food starts to be like this either source of comfort or like an enemy to us. So it's extreme. Um, and then after I left, when I gained all that weight, I again, got the comments like one of my brothers that was still at home, like called me names. Um, and he's like, she'll never lose that butt. You know, she just, I'm like, well, thank God butts are in now. So <laughs> yep. um, thank you, Jayla. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But within that, I again went back to, I'm going to prove you wrong. And I, that's when I started doing extreme dieting. Like I would do, have you guys ever heard of the lemonade diet? Mm-mm. Like the lemonade diet was like a seven day diet where you, you didn't eat anything and you just drank like, um, this IV drink that was like water, lemon, cayenne, cayenne pepper and honey, I think. So the honey served as your like IV because it has the sugar and electrolytes in it. And it's supposed to like cleanse you and like, you can look it up. It's insane. Hmm. I did. I think I did that one. Like three or four times. Wow. And yeah. And the first time that I did it, I did, I lost like 10 pounds in a week. Um, and I was like, Oh my gosh, this is the magic trick, you know, but guess what happens when you start eating again? Sure. You pooped your pants out (laughs) and you lost weight, but when you start eating again, you didn't change anything you're eating. You know, you just lost weight, but if you're not if you're not actually changing anything you're eating and educating yourself on what's actually healthy, those diets mean nothing. So I did that. I did what's called the cabbage soup diet, which is disgusting. I don't know where that came from, but you're eating this like cabbage soup with a bunch of vegetables. And I don't know who told me about that one. I just know I did it and it was disgusting. Um, So fat diets. Yeah, um, which is why I my company's name is Undiet Yourself because a lot of people, my clientele that comes to me come from a background of some sort of dieting or unhealthy relationship with food, whether it would be I can't eat any fat because fat makes you fat or extremely low carb for many years because keto. Um, And that's a whole nother story. But uh, the thing is, 
it starts to mess with your hormones and your metabolism. And not only that, your mind, <laughs> um, which is the hardest one to fix. Um, but that's sort of like what led me up to what I'm doing now, which is deconstructing that mindset of what is good for us and what's appropriate for you, for your lifestyle and um, long-term health. Like really that's what, what I focus on. I don't, you know, put anybody on any specific diet because we're undieting. We're letting go of the dieting world in the diet, fat diets. And, um, you know, whether you believe it or not, keto is, has turned into a fat diet because keto was actually, um, initially created by a medical doctor that was, um, made for people with epilepsy because they found out that keto was helping people with epilepsy. So it was a medical diet that, um, helped these people. And um, someone found out that it's extremely helpful to help people lose weight very quickly. So that's when it became mainstream. And um, sure, people lose a lot of weight, but it also, and, and if you have a health condition, it can you know help you. But the thing is with it is it can also cause a lot of inflammation in your body and it can cause uh, toxic relationships with food. You know, if you're eating keto and you're going, okay, well, I'm gonna have bacon with cheese and eggs for breakfast. And then, you know, for lunch, I'll have steak with a bunch of butter and, and you're eating only 25 grams of, of carbs, even if it's complex carbs, um, that's not healthy. The carbs that you eat, um, you shouldn't be as scared of them in the first place, but you you want to be able to educate yourself on what's actually healthy. You know, what's a healthy balance. If you're afraid to eat a fruit because someone said sugar in fruit is bad or a, because it's a carb, um, that's a problem. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, I had a client come to me and she was so low in carbs for so long that she was extremely scared to eat even an apple. Wow. And, you know, we got her started on eating complex carbs. It doesn't have to be like pasta out of a box, like whatever. If you want to eat pasta, that's fine if everything's in balance. But if you're afraid to eat an apple or a banana because someone said the sugar in it is bad or the carb or the carb level of it is bad for you, then that's an unhealthy relationship with food and we need to fix it. Because what happened with this specific client is once she actually started to add in those complex carbs, her whole world changed. She's like, man, I feel like carbs are some gifts from God. And I'm like, they are. <laughs> it's a natural source of food. And her energy went way up. Her head got cleared up because she actually was feeding her body the things that it needed. And so what happens when we're so, especially women, when we're so low in carbs or fat for so long, um, we really can destroy some things in our bodies with hormones, thyroid, um, metabolism. And that's why if you 
try all these things and you're not able to lose weight, it's because we have really messed up with our hormone system. And that's why a lot of women have thyroid conditions mm. because um, when you do extreme dieting like that, one, you mess up your gut, your gut health, and that's huge to optimal health because our gut is basically our second brain. And if we don't have a healthy gut, this thing's not going to function as well either. Um, so I believe that that's why a lot of women have thyroid conditions and our Hashimoto's is going through the roof. Uh, one, our food isn't the quality that it used to be. Mm-hmm. And, and then, you know, just all of the dieting that's happening. And I can't tell you how many times, you know, women come to me and they're like, okay, I think I know what's healthy, but I'm so confused because someone over here is saying baby carrots are bad for you because blah, blah, blah. Someone over here is saying you shouldn't eat meat because this is what it's doing to you. And it's just all over the place. When people come to you, what is your strategy? Like, do you give them a meal plan and workout plan, or is yours just strictly? Is it meals strictly? Like, you tell them what to avoid. Coaching, coaching. Yeah, so it's it's coaching. I don't write meal plans. Okay. Um. In Arizona, it's not you know out of scope of practice because in Arizona you don't have to be a dietitian or a nutritionist in order to do meal plans, but meal plans are basically a waste of money for people unless, because who's going to follow a meal plan? You know, if you get a seven day meal plan, who's going to follow that forever? Like it's, it it should be a guideline. Like this is in general, what it should look like. But even at that, um, most people won't follow that because guess what? We're all bio individualities our genes are different based on like our parents and how we grew up. And um, so what I do is I look at what you're already doing and what your goals are. And then we go from there. If your goal is weight loss, then we're going to look at, okay, are you eating enough or too many calories? Because a lot of women are not eating enough. So, and that's where also where a lot of the um, mindset comes in because um, if you're not eating enough and you think that eating under a thousand calories a day is what's going to get you to lose weight, um, but you're stuck and that's not happening, then we need to fix that specific problem, which is actually upping your calories. Um, And that's the hardest part for most women to get you know, through their mind that they actually need more. But what happens when they actually start eating more to support their body, their hormones, and what they need to survive on a daily basis, um, their basal metabolic rate, their hormones, all of the things, they actually start getting more energy and um, they're able to think better. They're just a completely different person because they're actually giving their body the the nutrients that they need. You can be overweight and be malnourished because you're not, you're not giving your body what it needs to function properly. I grew up not eating well, like we were pretty poor and we did a lot of cheap fast food, a lot of McDonald's, things like that. 
And I had a really bad brain fog growing up, mm-hmm. you know, where it would just mm-hmm. be very, very, very foggy. And when I started like learning more about food and my relationship with food, and I started eating more fruits and vegetables and organic foods and just natural food and home cooking, like I, my brain fog went away. So everything that you're saying absolutely does make sense. Um, and it's something that like, I can attest to, like, I used to have a lot of brain fog before I started nourishing my body. And like, now I barely eat fast food. And if I do eat fast food, it's like a better level of fast food too. (laughs) Yes. Everything. Even with kids. Like I know, like you look at like, um, dyes, like blue dye, red dye. It's in so many different things. Mm -hmm. Kids attitude, like kids can be going crazy off the wall and like, what's going on? They have you. So, you know, they must have some issue. They must be crazy kids, but really it's like, what did you feed them? Did you look at the ingredients? These things can affect everything. It's not Mm -hmm. just. They've done studies on kids with, um, you know, eating one, lots of sugar Mm -hmm. and then the dyes and preservatives and everything, you know, and they, a child may seem like they have ADD or ADHD. And if they take them off, those foods completely goes away. Yeah. yeah. So unfortunately, a lot of kids actually get sort of, I mean, maybe that's what it is, but um, it's in my head, I'm thinking, isn't that a misdiagnosis? Because if you just look at like what they're putting in their bodies, And the parents like, I don't know why my kid's crazy. They don't listen to me. They're going all over the place. Um, You know, my son doesn't get a lot of sugar other than fruit. Um, And occasionally he'll have a little bit, but you know, if he has it, we're like, like he doesn't even drink juice Mm -hmm. because juice, a, a small box of organic apple juice from Chipotle has 20 some grams of sugar in it. And he didn't have any until he was past two. And one day we let him have some and I was like, oh my gosh, this is why we do not have kids drink juice. (laughs) (laughs) Or if you do, at least dilute it. Like, Mm -hmm. so that's what we started doing. So if you're going to have your your child drink some juice, like just dilute it. Like they don't know. Mm -hmm. So this goes back to- Process to make juice. (laughs) Ice and water has to go into the juice. (laughs) Exactly. So that's totally fine. Like, I'm not saying don't give your your kid juice, but maybe just adjust how you're giving it to them. Mm -hmm. Like we dilute it and he's like, oh, apple juice. So, you know, but that's the thing that that we as parents can, like, in my opinion, it's our responsibility to teach our kids like what's healthy and what's not so healthy for us. And this goes back to like the generational things that gets carried on down to us. Like the genes that we have, if we're, excuse me, we're very unhealthy um, human beings and our genes are unhealthy and we conceive a child and bring them into the world in that environment, what do you think is going to happen? It's almost ludicrous to not think that that's going to get passed down. And I, I actually coached a, a lady last year and and um, they wanted to get pregnant this year. And so I started talking to her about that. I'm like, what do you want your environment and your kid's life to look like? Because her husband was very unhealthy, You know, doctor visits every month, and her mom was very unhealthy her uncle was very unhealthy and you know I just you know I told her I was like listen like the health of the 
dad at that time of conception is just as important as the mom. And sometimes we forget, like we're like, oh, it's all about the mom being healthy, like mom carries the baby, but there's part of the dad in there too. So, and, and there's, there's books. Um, I did a lot of educating on this on myself, you know, when I, when I was pregnant and there, there's books that you can read to educate yourself on these things. Um, if that's something that, you know, you're willing to kind of step outside of the box with your family and like your family may not have done this, but what do you want to provide for your child? You have the ability and it's up to you what you want to provide for your child and what kind of health you want. And so with this specific client, like she was like, oh my gosh, I didn't even think about that. Like the dad needs to be healthy too. And so with that, like they just slowly started to change their lifestyle and he started to actually exercise and care about what he's eating because if they want to have a, a baby, like they want it, she wants it to be healthy specifically. But once she told him like what actually happens, he was like, oh my gosh, like I need to get my act together. Because the thing is, our, you guys know this, our kids are sponges. They see everything we do. And so if we're not teaching them these things from the time they're born or in the womb until they're into their adult life. When are they going to learn it? Yeah. yeah. And the, and the biggest thing is that mom says like when they come, when moms come to me, they're like, I want to be able to teach my kids like what's healthy. And I'm like, good for you. Like, that's amazing. And if you're struggling with it, like think about most of them are like, I don't want my kids to go through what I'm going through. And so what it comes down to is we as adults, if we, if we didn't grow up in a healthy environment when, when we were learning from our parents, um, in our adult life, we need to deconstruct our belief system of what is healthy, what is a healthy lifestyle, um, what's good for our bodies, to avoid sickness and generational diseases down the road. So if your uncle and your parents and your aunts like have heart disease, chances are very high if you live the lifestyle that they're living, you're going to have that as well. But you can break those diseases by changing what route you take oh, yeah. in your life. It affects everything. I don't think people like realize, I think more so now than they did like back in our younger mm -hmm. days, but it affects everything, your mental health, your, what diseases you could possibly get or what you could possibly fight. You know, if you get a call, mm -hmm. take you down to the ground if you're not a healthy person. So yeah. It's important. Yeah. It's, and it's good motivation with kids. Like that was my motivation to start to eat healthy. Cause I ate like crap until I became a mom and I started researching. Yeah. And so a lot of moms are listening. It's a good motivation. Your kids, mm -hmm. you're an influence on them don't keep junk in the house too. That was my hardest thing. If it was there, I was going to eat it. So I just like mm -hmm. had to stop myself from buying it. Yeah. I'm yeah. not keep stuff like that in my house. Yeah. I will eat it as well. I have a huge sweet yeah. tooth. Like I'm not a chip eater or a soda drinker for the most part. Not usually either, but if but, it's there, but, but sweets that I cannot say no to sweets. <laughs> so I can't have them in my house. Yeah. Well, I still eat fun. them. I still eat them, but it's like, I have to make myself go get it. But it's know? a treat. It's a treat. Yeah. yeah. Like, and I have to work for it a little bit, Yeah, but I still, I still give it to myself. 
like at least every at least once a week yeah <laughs> I eat treat yourself I eat ice cream once a week <laughs> yeah I I that's so funny you say that I don't usually eat a lot of ice cream I have a sweet tooth or pastries like I believe my my thing for pastries is because of the way I grew up so a lot of times like we as humans gravitate back to what uh, what gave us comfort and what how we grew up from you know the time we were born until we're seven you know so if we were introduced to, to pastries or ice cream or whatever it was that our parents did when we were growing up that's what we gravitate back towards so I'm curious if you had a lot of ice cream or sweets when you were growing up well I had a lot of soda growing up I was mm -hmm. like all day long would have soda like for breakfast with my breakfast I'd have a soda but now I hate it I hate soda now because like I don't even like I, it came to the point where my do doctor did tell my mom like she got has to stop drinking so much soda so I just stopped completely only drink water and now like I don't even crave it anymore but I was mm -hmm. upset like I'm sure if I started to drink it again I would become like it's almost like an addiction I'd probably mm -hmm. go back to it, but now I'm good. I don't crave it anymore. That was my thing with soda. I was obsessed with it. Yeah. Well, I, that, that's a perfect example of deconstructing. Yeah. Like you, you like cut those ties. Yep. I don't uh, go back. Right. Yeah. Yep. And you know, but you also are aware. So a lot of things is like being aware, like you have to be aware of what, what shouldn't be around you, what you can't have around you, because if you do, you know, you're going to, or you just can't start. Like you may not be able to be around a soda and be like, yeah, but you know, if you would start, it's just like alcoholics. Yeah. Like they know if they would start, they can't stop. Yeah. Yeah. I used to be pretty addicted to soda too, but I always find that if I don't drink soda very often, I don't crave it either. Yeah. But I'm at the point where like, I can drink a soda and be good. Like I have a, a liter of soda in my fridge for like, two weeks because I wanted it I craved it I had a glass mm -hmm. and then I've never went back and touched it either as my mm -hmm. husband or my son and so now it's yep. hot yeah. and I have to throw it away but mm -hmm. like every once in a while I crave it and I give myself my cravings I'm not yeah. a person like I'll give it to myself but then literally it's sitting in there going flat because it's not something that makes I, I can't like I'm not drawn to it the same mm. way, but if it was ice cream, <laughs> that thing would be gone. I would eat it every night until it was gone. I, knew that I, I had ice cream the last two nights, coconut milk ice cream, because I can't do dairy, but um, I don't hardly ever have ice cream in the house, but I had made some, some a pasuki over Easter for the family. Um, and so I had some, so I was like, you know what? I'm going to have this. Yep. It's not a big deal. Like you just got to find out like where your balance is. I am curious, kind of like off subject, but like what was your favorite thing that your mom cooked growing up? Oh my gosh. Um, I still have a thing for it, but I hardly ever eat it. It's what is it called? What is the dressing that you have at Thanksgiving? Is that oh, what it's right, called? Maybe? No, no, no. It's, um, it's made with, I think it, you, maybe you guys don't know what this is kind of like some people put cornbread in it, but, uh, we made it with, with bread. So it was eggs, milk, salt, pepper, and then you put in like freshly chopped carrots and celery. Um, and then you put in toasted bread. So you, you toasted the bread before you put it in and then you bake it. 
and it gets like crispy on top. There might be some other things that go in as well. Some people make it with cornbread. A lot of people, oh, stuffing. Do you guys know what oh, stuffing stuff- is? Oh, yes. yes. Some I people call it dressing. what you were describing. I was not I know. understanding. I was like, there's another name for it. I love stuffing. stuffing. I would love to try Amish stuffing. I wonder what it, it is. It's amazing. Yeah, I was like, oh my gosh. So it is amazing. I haven't had it in a long time because I don't make it myself and no one in the world can make it like we made it in the Amish community. Oh, I bet they're so, and they used to make that for, for, uh, weddings. It was like part of a wedding food, which by the way, their weddings are insane, but, um, it was the freshest at weddings. Oh my God. I could still eat that today. I feel like the Amish could be such a healthy community. If they just had a few tweaks in their diet. Oh, do you want to go back and like, like, like educate, educate them? them? Yes. So what's funny is my mom had something this was a few years ago see she had something crazy happen to her I don't know I thought she had like an aneurysm or something but I don't know what it was her blood pressure was like over 200 she she ended up having to be um, taken by ambulance to the hospital they did a bunch of scans they didn't find out like what it was. I don't know what it was other than like her blood pressure was through the roof. So with that being said, what's funny is um, I actually like talked to her on the phone a couple of times talking because they were like, you can't eat all of these things. Um, but what she was eating was not okay. Like fish, frozen fish sticks from the store, you know? And I, and I was like, mom, like you need to eat something. Here's what you should be eating. So she took a little bit of my advice, but here's the trick. Here's the thing. When you are used to eating the type of food that you are for so many years, your taste buds, you know, eating a piece of broccoli is going to taste like shit. Let's just be honest. At first. first. Yeah. At first. So you know, her starting to eat like the way that I eat now, you know, it just, she was just like, I can't eat that. She's in her sixties and she's like, that's disgusting. Like, I can't, I can't eat that. So I, I did talk to her and gave her some pointers, but there was only so much that I could do to, you know, I was like, you need to eat some protein because she wasn't eating any protein. So she was so tired all the time because they told her she can't eat any meat. And I was like, well, then eat some eggs at least because they have their own eggs. Um, so yes, but as far as like educating them, so um, I wouldn't say that I would want to go back in the community to do that because I know that it wouldn't go anywhere. They wouldn't t- you know, take any advice from me. But what's funny is a lot of former Amish women come to me for coaching um because we have the same backgrounds we probably have similar taste buds similar way of eating and I'm the prime example of you can go from eating the way you did as a child to eating the way that I eat now and love it so it may take some time to change your taste buds if you're eating a lot of sugar and fried foods, a green cheese is going to taste like crap. It's going to feel, taste so bitter on your taste buds that you can't even drink it. 
because it's so bitter. But I promise you, if you start to detox from all of those things, clean your palate, all of a sudden you're going to be drinking green juice drink and be like, oh my God, this is amazing. And you're going to start craving it. So blueberries, prime example, should taste kind of like candy because they're so sweet. Like if I eat blueberries, fresh blueberries, I'm like, these are sweet. They, they curb like a sweet craving. But someone that doesn't eat these types of foods and eats primarily fast food or you know high sodium foods, um, their taste buds are not going to be able to taste that natural sugar because their their taste buds are actually coated with the chemicals that are in our food. Mm. Like retrain your mouth in a way, like your mm -hmm. taste buds. As I used to be like that. Like, yeah, I could never eat mm -hmm. like vegetables and green juices. I was eating, drinking soda and eating pastries mm -hmm. and stuff. But once I started to slowly go the more like natural foods, vegetable route, like now I crave that. I crave salads and vegetables. I love healthy food now. Yeah. But here's the thing. A lot of people feel like they need to be on some kind of diet. Like they have to have a label. I don't think it even has anything to do with just being on a diet. I think it, it feels good to say I'm doing this specific thing. So it, there needs to be a label on it. It's just like um, going to the doctor because you want some kind of diagnosis if you feel like something's wrong. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying don't go to the doctor if you feel like there's something wrong, but sometimes we go to the doctor just because we feel like we need a diagnosis because there is something wrong. Um, but in reality, like if you just look at what your lifestyle is like, what you're putting into your body and start changing some of those things, um, it will take care of the problem. That's why I won't put people on a diet. I will just educate them on what is actually healthy and what makes sense, you know, and what's a good balance. So I'm not going to yell at you if you eat a cupcake. Like, that's part of life. And you should be able to enjoy. I don't want to die and never have eaten a cupcake or a piece of cheesecake, but I'm like, I really like cheesecake. I'm going to have some every now and then. I, I don't want to go to my grave and feel like I've never enjoyed any of these things. Mm -hmm. But you just have to choose how often you're going to do it. And if you want to feel like shit when you do eat it. So that's part of it is like, how good do you want to feel? How much energy do you want on a daily basis? I don't take naps because I don't need naps. You know, I had a conversation recently with someone about taking naps. And I was like, I don't know when the last time is I took a nap. And they're like, what, really? And I was like, I don't need naps. I don't, you know, crash in the middle of the day because I make sure I get sleep and then I feel my body according what it needs. So that's also one of the number one things that my clients notice in the first two weeks of working with me is how they're feeling. Once you start noticing how you feel and your energy going up, that's when you know you're doing some good stuff. How do how do people find you too? Like if they want to get started with you, what, what's the process? So they can find me either on social media, uh, Instagram or Facebook, which is just under my name, Lizzie Enns, um, or they can find me on my website as well, which is uh, www.undietyourself.lip.
and they sign up and you will start is it like virtual um where you like yeah voice or do video calls with them like this or mm -hmm. on the phone? okay yep I do, so you get a free consultation and the consultation, you know, this is before you even are working with me. Um, I do a free consult with every single person to figure out like where they're at and whether or not my program and what I do even makes sense for them. Um, and then if they decide that that's what they want to do and move forward with it, um, you know, we just go through the onboarding process and I do teach them what macros are because a lot of people don't even know the basics of the macronutrients, which is your carbs, your fats, and your proteins. You want to understand those three things and what they do for our bodies and what a healthy balance is. And that's why, you know, if you're doing keto and you're only taught proteins and fats, and you're taught that carbs are bad, what I do is I come in and teach you how they actually work within our body and what their purpose is and why you want a healthy balance of that. Awesome. I think you'd be a good coach. I, I can tell you're a good coach. <laughs> Wouldn't you want her to be a coach? Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I like it because it's like I grew up seeing family members do fat diets and yo-yo mm. diets. Like I've never been somebody that really struggled drastically with my weight. Like I've always... Like I did gain 60 pounds pregnant. So I've had to learn how to lose weight and everything like that and, and how to, how to do that. But I was never somebody that was like, had a big issue growing up and yeah. people around me have, you know, and issues and struggle with it. And, and they would just do these extreme diets. And then mm -hmm. as soon as they came off of them, they'd go right back. Yeah, and then time. they would every time, every time. Mm -hmm. And, and that was something that like, I can't get behind, you know, I would yeah. rather get behind every day make choices that fuel you and your body and like to me it's okay to eat ice cream every once in a while or drink a soda mm -hmm. every once in a while like it's all about balance though not doing yeah. it too much like don't drink soda every single day because your body needs water way more than it needs soda but like if you want to have a soda every week all about balance yeah. like i'm cool with that so I, I know when we talked with you you know that was something that was really important to us was making sure like this was a message that we could stand behind and and I yeah it is for sure definitely yeah it, and the biggest thing is like one of the things that I like to work on is it's not all or nothing. So a lot of times we feel like if I can't do it perfect, I can't do it at all. And that's just not the case. Like messy action is better than no action. Yeah. And a little bit each day is better than trying to be perfect. So if I say, hey, I want to see this many calories for someone, I'm like, listen, I don't expect you to be perfect with this. But what we work on is habit building and stacking those habits. And the thing is, you can't just say most people can't try a start a brand new habit that they've never done before and just it clicks. Mm -hmm. It has to be a it's kind of like learning to drive a car. At first, when you start, you know, learning to drive a car, you have to really think about every single step that you're taking. All of a sudden you're cruising, you get in the car, start the car, put it in drive or reverse. You don't even think about the steps that you're taking. That is exactly what this kind of <laughs> process looks like. Yeah. You're just implementing habits that support your goal and your life 
style because everybody's different. And you, you start implementing these habits day to day until all of a sudden you're cruising because it's just part of your lifestyle now. But if you're going into something and you have an end goal of like, I want to be here, this is what I'm doing by this time, and then I'm done. Like this program is not for you if you want to be done with it and then go back to what you were doing before. That's not what it's about. This transformation is about you being able to change the lifestyle that you're on right now into a healthier you that carries with you for the rest of your life. Yeah. So you don't ever have to hire another coach. That's really the goal because yeah. my job is to teach you the things that support you. And one of the hardest things is when all of a sudden you have a whole bunch of things thrown at you, whether it's, you know, traveling, losing your house, your job, whatever it is, like hard things that happen. Those are the times that really show you what you're made of. Because a lot of times that's when we um, get just thrown to the ground and we just give up on everything. Also remember that this, these things happen in life and are oftentimes the, the um, turning point of what we're going to choose to do. Are we going to go back to what makes us feel good? Or are we going to rise up and make choices that we know is best for us. Because the thing that happens is, let's say we have these things going on in our life and there's a lot of stress. If we start, our body's already inflamed because of the stress of external environments. That's a whole thing in itself. We have inflammation that is caused by food, but the stress in our life, depending on how we cope with it, if we don't cope with it well, it already causes stress or inflammation within our body most like it'll start in the gut usually um so within these moments when we have these things happen and all of a sudden we're like well i'm just going to eat all the chunk now we're doubling up on the inflammation in our body whereas if we start drinking more water because we are already in that inflammatory state and we decide, hey, we're going to eat our fruits and vegetables, eat a protein, and then maybe have a chocolate bar, but nothing like too crazy. We can actually get through those difficult times a lot easier because we are more clear in our brain and we're not causing that deconstruction in our body. All connected. Mm -hmm. connected. Yeah. Love it. Well, we will make sure when we um, release this, we're going to link everything to you so everyone can find you. I have a link on my website where you can just go in. You can either you know, reach out to me via email, text. I'm not unreachable. I don't have thousands and thousands of followers. And it's kind of nice that way because um, sometimes people feel like, you know, if you have thousands, thousands of followers, you can't reach that person. And I'm not unreachable. I try to make it very personal for people. Um, so yeah, so just reach out to me in my DM. I, I answer all my DMs. Yeah, none of the creepy ones. I do not answer back to the creepy ones. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, we always love talking to you. Like we said, since we're all in Arizona, we definitely will have to have Let's like get a together. night out or something. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll get Amy to come with us. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That'd be awesome. All right. Well, we, I'm sure we'll talk to you again soon. 
So yes. Awesome. Joining us today. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye. I love her. Mm-hmm. Just love her. I, know, I can't wait too. to hang out with her. I know. <laughs> I really Definitely seems like, you know, we're like-minded individuals. Yeah. And I just like, oh, I love her personality and her vibe. And if you are interested in having a coach for, you know, this, this type of thing, I feel like she is your girl. Yeah. There's so many coaches out there. I know. If I was going to do this and, you know, start fresh, I'm already like, I'm good and I'm satisfied where I'm at with my, like, education on health and and foods and everything but if I was having to start fresh and and do that she'd be my girl for sure and I remember how daunting it felt like because I used to have a terrible diet and it took me years of of just like learning one thing at a time you know and and like implementing that or taking it out of my diet and just little by little over years I've learned and I still have many more things I can learn but Mm -hmm. I I too I'm comfortable where I'm at you know like I know enough and I'm, I'm willing to do the research to learn more but when you are new starting out, like, I wish my mom would go to her. Yeah. You know what I yes. mean? Like, well, and self-discipline is a thing. Like, I feel like I'm very self-disciplined, and I could be a motivating motivating to someone. But some people want need someone, you yeah. know? Like, they need someone to hold them accountable yes. and be that motivation for them and give them all the research and, and do all that for them. And that's the perfect way to do it is yeah. with a coach like her. And I think she does it right, too, because I agree. I do not – the diet culture is unhealthy. No, yeah. It's unhealthy. Diet culture is unhealthy – you know, I, I just, I'm not about a weight. I'm not like you should be skinny or no. anything like that. It's more like I want you to be healthy. I want you to put fruits and vegetables into your body and mm-hmm. carbs and protein and uh, supplements. And, and it's hard at first. It's hard at first to realize, you know, and how to do it. Like, I know people in my family think that, like, eggs at McDonald's are the same things that eggs at home. Mm-hmm. No. Yep. It's not the same thing. Yep. My mom kind of goes through that, too. She'll do, like, little diets and stuff. I'm like, Mom, just eat healthy. Just, like, look at the ingredients. Like, look what you're putting in your body. I think it's going, finding a place where you're not, like, stressed and anxious about the number on the scale or counting how much calories, weight you've lost yeah. or counting calories or not eating this or that. It should more be, like, you're trying to find a lifestyle that works for you all of the time. Mm-hmm. And that looks a little bit different for everybody, yeah. you know? So we'll leave all of her information in the show notes. You can click to find her website, her Instagram, everything. She's amazing. Don't hesitate to reach out to her with questions. She is there for you if you need her. And And go to Patreon and listen to her two-part conversation about growing up Amish because – and it's just really good. Super it's interesting. So it's just so good. It had to be two parts. And we couldn't stop talking to her. And I could continue to learn more about her Amish experience. I, I almost want I, I asked a little bit about it in this episode. But I there were so many more things I wanted to ask about Amish stuff. I know. Like, I, I have more questions. It never ends. So, yeah. Head on over to patreon.com slash momworthy. Join the mom squad to get access to everything that's been loaded. And Download I, the application so you yes. can hang out with us even more closely. Yeah. So, we'll see you over there. Bye. Bye.